0: From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, understandably, we are seeing and hearing these last few weeks almost daily accountings of civilian casualties often reported by the Hamas-run State Department of Health in Gaza, and they are shocking, as shocking as the statistics on civilian deaths in the October 7th attack by Hamas on Israelis. But if you really want to get a a shudder up your spine, here are some civilian casualty numbers you may not have heard there were between 280,000 and 315,000 Iraqi civilians killed by direct violence during the U.S. invasion. That's not a complete figure. It comes from sometime during the war. The actual number of civilians killed by direct and indirect war violence is unknown, likely much higher life-threatening damage to Iraqi health care and other infrastructure has not been repaired, or at least it had not when uh, these figures were reported. Civilians are still dying in significant numbers. As I say, this is mid-Iraq war. And the rec- recommendation, these figures and the recommendation comes from the Watson Institute of Brown University, recommendations the U.S. government should ensure that civilian deaths and injuries are included in public reporting of war deaths and should include a tally of children killed. A little bit later, for Afghans, 46,319 Afghan civilians killed although that's uh, likely a significant underestimation. That's from the U.S. Department of Peace. (laughs) And uh, according to Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs Mark Grossman, this was under the Bush administration, talking of the Iraq War, quote, when the military aspect of the struggle is over, it will be clear that the number of civilian casualties is very very low, unquote, from the Social Science Research Council. So, if you want civilian casualty numbers that'll really curl your hair, we are the guys. Hello, welcome to the show.
1: Girl, that's what you are I think a moon You're my sign star You're all, baby Like a good book On a rainy day I can't put you down To the final page You're all, that's all, baby You're on now, baby. And you've got this prescription. Don't give nothing away. I defense of fiction, I walk on thin air, and please. And now you got me on my favorite tune. No, doesn't listen. What I'm about to lose, yeah, you. And I put down Girl, that's what you are. What you are, girl. That's what you are, girl, that's what you are. Uh, figure girl, that's what you are. Uh, uh, you, uh, out a boy. You shot a of baby. That's what you do for me, yeah. Uh, uh, a murder mystery. Keep me hanging on. Uh, You're everywhere. You gotta turn out phrase like I ain't never heard. You wrote me a verse and chapter in the book of love. Oh, every page I turn. Oh, good Lord above. Will not. Up and down. Unfigure out of them. Shout out loud. Unwear out of them. Unfigure out of them. Girl, that's what you are.
0: From New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm Harry Shearer. That's what they call me uh, with this week's edition of the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is reasonable evidence that Tesla and Elon Musk were aware of deficiencies in autopilot that caused the 2019 death of a Model 3 owner. That's what a Florida judge has ruled, opening the way for yet another liability trial. Elon's good at those. Judge Reed Scott from the Circuit Court of Palm Beach County, Florida, ruled last week the evidence previously presented in the lead-up to a civil trial over Tesla's liability for the death of Jeremy Banner suggests Tesla and and Musk knew autopilot had a poor ability to detect cross-traffic. You know, traffic that's going east-west if you're going north-south, like that. That never happens. Despite this alleged knowledge, nothing was done to fix the system after a 2016 fatality of Joshua Brown... That preceded Banner's death in 2019, autopilot was engaged in both Banner and Brown's accidents, which occurred when both they and their Teslas failed to notice cross traffic. Brown and Banner in their Teslas passed under semi-truck trailers traveling across their paths, which sheared the tops of their vehicles off. This, from the British Czech journal, The Register, which previously covered the Banner case. After it emerged over the summer, the two Tesla autopilot engineers deposed in that case had testified that autopilot was released without the ability to recognize cross-traffic and told the court autopilot was only designed for use on highways with center dividers because it was technically a, quote, very hard thing for the hardware and software to account for cross-traffic. Unquote. One engineer. And, Elon's social media platform, now called X, soon to be called ZZZ, has sued a left-leaning pressure group that accused the site of allowing anti-Semitic posts next to advertising. X's loft suit alleges that Media Matters for America quote, manipulated, unquote, data in an attempt to, to, quote, destroy, unquote, the platform used to call Twitter. Firms including Apple, Disney, IBM, and Comcast have paused paused their advertising on X since that watchdog released its analysis. After Musk threatened the lawsuit... He described it as thermonuclear. Media matters matters called him a bully. The group said last week that ads had appeared on X alongside posts supporting Nazism, Hitler quotes, Holocaust denial, that kind of thing. And Musk himself last week was accused of amplifying an anti-Semitic trope on the platform. Amplifying, he said, you have told the actual truth. In response to that, member, the lawsuit filed in Texas—well, that's where Musk lives—argues media matters knowingly and maliciously man- manufactured side-by-side images depicting advertisers' posts on X Corp. social media platform, beside neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content, and then portrayed these manufactured images. As if they were what typical X users experience on the platform. Media Matters designed both these images and its resulting media strategy to drive advertisers from the platform and destroy X Corp. X said in the lawsuit that ads for Comcast, Oracle, and IBM had only appeared alongside hateful content for Media Matters and no other viewer. According to Linda Yaccarino, chief executive of X, not a single authentic user on X saw these ads next to the content in the Media Matters article. In the wake of the Media Matters allegations, the European Commission, Warner Brothers Discovery, Paramount, and Lionsgate have also pulled their ads from X. Ex head Musk did describe the lawsuit as thermonuclear against Media Matters and anyone, quote, who colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company. In response, Media Matters President Angelo Carusone said they're going to win, quote, far from the free speech advocate he claims to be, Musk is a bully who threatens meritless lawsuits in an attempt to silence reporting that he even confirmed is accurate, unquote, Carosone's statement. And now... News of the Olympic Moment. Produced by Jim of third. Deadline Paris, visitors heading to Paris for next year's Olympics face major accommodation problems amid soaring hotel prices and a crackdown on rentals of tourist apartments. A report by the Paris Tourism Office showed hotel prices would rise by 314% between this summer and the next this from Reuters. Quote, We want popular games, and it can't be popular games at $763 a night, said Frederick Ogard, Paris's deputy mayor for tourism and nightlife. The report also hit out at the Paris hotels for waiting too long to open their booking platforms. For the games, some 66% of the hotel's are still not available for booking for the period of the Olympics, said the report. According to the Paris Tourism Office, a hotel night in the Paris region was $184 July of this year. It'll be $762 next July. The rise is 366% for the two-star hotels, 475% for the three-star hotels. What's going to happen is people will take a hotel room for $218 a night in Nantes, Lille, or Rennes, neighboring cities, and commute by train and they'll save money this way. Oh, God, said. At the London Games, the prices were too high and the occupancy rate of hotels went down 12%. You can't triple the price of the rooms. Maybe a 10, a 15% increase. But tripling the prices won't work. The way it is going, we're going to feed the Airbnb beast, he says. Yes, but the French Parliament is expected to pass a law to crack down on illegal renting of tourism homes. Paris deputy mayor in charge of housing said the city is struggling to have its law respected. The law that says residents can rent their place on Airbnb, Airbnb for a maximum of 120 days a year. There are about 20,000 homes that are being rented illegally all year long, he says. The French Parliament is expected to, point, to pass a law stipulating that owners who rent their homes will be taxed. Sleep in the street during the Olympics. They'll be glad to have you. Because it's a movement. And we all need one. Every day! Hope you're wearing your long undies, ladies and gentlemen. It is a crypto winter. Crypto exchange HTX and blockchain protocol Hecochain were hacked for a cumulative $97 million in various tokens this week. That's uh, from Justin Sun. Not just in time, Justin Sun, one of the investors at the exchange. Sun said HTX will fully compensate for any losses originating from the exchange. Deposits and withdrawals are temporarily suspended while the remaining funds are secure. Quote, we're investigating the specific reasons for the hacker attack. Once we complete the investigation and identify the cause, we will resume services, Sun said. Blockchain security firm Cyber Flagged suspicious transfers to the taste of to the tune of eighty five million dollars earlier Wednesday, it suggests that the attack was due to a private key leak. You don't want your keys leaking, do you? trip to the dry cleaner if you do, following its u s arm filing for bankruptcy protection earlier this year, Bitrex Global announced it is closing down and said customers should withdraw their funds as soon as possible. Quote, with great regret we announced that Bitrex Global has decided to wind down its operations. This decision was not made lightly. And we understand the inconvenience it may have on our valued customer. Unquote, the company referring to its former customers. Quote, all users are strongly encouraged to log into their account and withdraw assets as soon as possible. The closure comes a a few months after Bittrex Global CEO Oliver Lynch assured customers if they want to do business with a non-U.S. regulated digital assets exchange, Bittrex Global is here for you. The exchange was once one of the largest exchanges in the U.S. before its market share crumbled to below 1% a couple of years ago. Its U.S. unit had to file for Chapter 11 last May, after the Securities and Exchange Commission charged it with running an unregistered exchange. It said in its statement, all trading activity on the platform will cease December 4th. So hurry. And a decentralized autonomous organization, a DAO, is taking legal action against its founding team after a decision to dissolve its governing body and distribute most of its assets to token holders, that is to say, customers. Beginning of this month, the team behind Aragon announced it would be dissolving the Aragon Association. The group said it's deploying the uh, organization's treasury so that token holders can redeem ether in exchange for their tokens ether is a uh, cryptocurrency <laughs> currency the update will give back around 155 million in digital assets to its stakeholders citing various reasons the team behind aragon shut down the ant token that's what they were calling it and dissolved its governing body without consulting the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization. This has angered a faction in its community, according to Coin Telegraph, which expressed strong dissatisfaction with the move. The future is closing. Hurry.
2: Tesla brought the X-ray photo to the world. Brought the AC power to the world Here is a mind that can see across space Here is a mind soaring free Sound turns to light And light turns to waves And waves turn to all things perceived Maybe that knowledge would drive one insane can that knowledge be tamed? Uh. Dead. Death race design. Tesla brought the radar detection to the world. Ushered remote control into the world. Ushered the bladeless turbine into the world. usher the neon light into the world.
0: they were singing about the guy not the car and now the uh, week to be giving thanks. Researchers have used the technology behind the chatbot ChatGPT to create a fake clinical trial data set in order to support an unverified scientific claim. In a paper published in the Journal of the American Association Ophthalmology Earlier this month, the authors used GPT-4, latest version of the large language model. Tom, Uh, large language model, yeah, on which uh, ChatGPT runs, paired with advanced data analysis. That's a model that incorporates the programming language Python and can perform statistical analysis and create data visualizations. The AI-generated data compared the outcomes of two surgical procedures and indicated wrongly that one treatment is better than the other. Quote, our aim was to highlight that in a few minutes, you can create a data set that is not supported by real original data and is opposite or in the other direction compared to the evidence available, says the study co-author and eye surgeon at the University of Cagliari in Italy. The ability of AI to f- fabricate it, c- convincing data adds to concern among researchers and journal editors about research integrity. Quote, it was one thing that generative AI could be used to generate texts that would not be detectable using plagiarism software, but the, bi- the capacity to create fake but realistic data sets is the next step. Level of worry, says Elizabeth Bick, a microbiologist and independent research integrity consultant in San Francisco. She says, quote, it'll make it very easy for any researcher or group of researchers to create fake measurements on non-existent patients, fake answers to questionnaires, or to generate a large data set on animal experiments. Unquote. The authors described the results as a seemingly authentic database, but when examined by specialists, the data failed authenticity checks and contained telltale signs of having been fabricated. But now, uh, this new fake test showed uh, a finding, a result on comparison between two methods of treating an eye disease it's at odds with what genuine clinical trials show. Quote, it seems like it's quite easy to create data sets that are at least superficially plausible, so to an untrained eye, this certainly looks like a real data set, says Jack Wilkinson, a biostatistician at the University of Manchester in Britain. He has an interest in methods to detect inauthentic data. He's examined several data sets generated by earlier versions of the large language model, they, he says, lacked convincing elements when scrutinized because they struggled to capture realistic relationships between variables. At their quest of Nature's team, Wilkinson and colleagues assessed the fake data set using a screening protocol designed to check for authenticity. One of the things they noticed was... Um, the fact that the participants' age values clustered in a way that would be extremely unusual in a genuine data set. There was a disproportionate number of participants whose ages ended with a 7 or an 8. These studies' authors acknowledged their fake data set as flaws that could be detected with such close scrutiny, but nevertheless... If you look very quickly at the data set, it's difficult to recognize the non-human origin of the data source, unquote one of the researchers. The chief editor of EMBO reports says this is a cause for concern. Quote, peer review in reality often stops short of a full data reanalysis and is unlikely to pick up on well-crafted integrity breaches using A.I., He says journals will need to update quality checks to identify AI-generated synthetic data. Here's a new phrase for you. And also in the smart smart world, the CEO of self-driving cab outfit, Cruise, has quit. Kyle Vogt, Founded Cruise Automation in 2013. It was acquired by General Motors three years later, and they worked to develop a driverless taxi service that actually started working on the streets of San Francisco last year. Cruise has had a bumpy ride ever since. Uh, September, it recalled, so September of last year, it recalled software after a cruise mobile caused an accident by incorrectly predicting the behavior of another car. In April of this year, it updated software after one of its cars hit a bendy bus, a vehicle it was unable to predict. In August of this year, a cruise cab drove into wet cement and became stuck. Also in August, 10 cruise cars froze and caused a traffic snarl prompting San Francisco authorities to reduce the size of Cruz's permitted robo-fleet. And just last month, two collisions with pedestrians. Earlier this month, Vote admitted Cruz's cars need a human driver aboard to intervene in case of emergency. Also, the company created the role of chief safety officer. Never too late and issued a software patch to improve Cruisemobile's pedestrian detection powers and to stop them from dragging stricken people along the road, as had happened in San Francisco. And middle of this month, it took its entire fleet off the road after losing its license to operate in California. vote said on X, The startup I launched in my garage has given over 250,000 driverless rides across several cities. Cruise is still just getting started, and I believe it has a great future ahead. Unquote. So why is he leaving? He plans to, quote, spend time with my family and explore some new ideas. Or spend time with Ideas and explore a new family. I don't quite remember which it was, but it's a smart, smart world, isn't it?
3: For breakfast, that's what they all say from New York. What should you are say to her host? I dug this evening the most, but please take me.
0: And now, the apologies of the week. We're
3: so sorry.
0: Dateline Rio de Janeiro, the chief executive of the company organizing Taylor Swift's tour dates in Brazil, apologized this week after a fan died in a searing heat wave during the pop star's Rio de Janeiro show. Organizers have faced criticism after fans said they were forbidden to enter the stadium with water bottles at the concert last Friday, despite a heat index that hit... 138 degrees Fahrenheit in Rio that day. 23-year-old fan in the sold-out crowd of 60,000 people did die. Quote, we recognize we could have taken alternative measures in addition to those we implemented, such as providing shade, changing the time of the concerts, and emphasizing that fans could enter the stadium with disposable water cups. Unquote. Seraphim Abreu, head of the uh, promotional organization that put on the show, called Time for Fun. Quote, I want to apologize to all those who didn't have the best possible experience, he added. S- sending his, quote, most sincere condolences to the late fan's family. Yes, I think we can all agree. The late fan did not have the best possible experience. The company said the young woman was quickly treated by emergency workers after falling ill, then transferred to a hospital about an hour later. A preliminary autopsy found she had a lung hemorrhage and three heart attacks, according to the newspaper O Globo. Swift said Saturday she was devastated by the death And postpone the concert scheduled for that night to Monday, said Abru of the concert promotion firm. Quote, the entire concert industry has to rethink how it operates in the face of this new reality. Unquote. Robbinsdale, Minnesota school board and superintendent apologized to families this week after days of silence after fights. The discovery of two guns and an alleged sexual assault at district schools. Quote, the school board and interim superintendent sincerely apologize for not making a statement to our stakeholders regarding the alleged sexual assault, weapons, fights, and other harmful incidents that have occurred. That's what the letter read, which offered support at schools for anyone who needed help processing the incidents. The letter offered no details on the incident. In a second letter to families, board chair Helen Bassett said families of students who were affected by the incidents were informed, as were school staff and the school board, but those messages did not go out district-wide. If something happens at one school, for example, we inform the families impacted at that school, Bassett said in the letter. We do not inform the families at an elementary school miles away. She said almost all the incidents happened at a middle or high school. Police said two students were arrested with handguns at Cooper High School after fights last week, but did not answer questions about the sexual assaults. Though police responded to all the incidents, Chief Tim Hoyt said there are no longer officers stationed at Cooper High. Dateline Escondido, California. Does that mean lost? Escondido? A number of Escondido, California residents were outraged when the Escondido Hero Banners honoring past veterans were taken down along Grand Avenue days before the annual Vet Fest, November 11th. Some wrote letters to the city. On November 13th, Escondido bid, City Manager Sean McGlynn sent a letter of apology to one of the families. Quote The city of Escondido offers our sincerest apologies to you and your family for hero banners being taken down so early in our downtown area. Due to an oversight, the banners were taken down ahead of the Veterans Day holiday and the annual parade. While we cannot remedy this for this year, city staff will ensure this will not happen again in the future. McGlynn added, we honor and respect all of our nation's veterans, especially those who have roots in Escondido. It was never our intention to remove the banners ahead of such an important holiday. Please accept our apologies and mine personally as your city manager. Representative Dean Phillips has apologized to Vice President Kamala Harris for comments he made criticizing her. Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, is running a long shot campaign against President Biden's reelection bid in 2024. During an interview with The Atlantic published on Tuesday, Phillips may have further hurt his chances with Democratic voters after telling The Atlantic that he heard from others in the party that Harris may not be the right choice as president in the event that Biden cannot serve. Phillips added in his interview he had not personally seen those deficiencies in Harris and was only repeating comments he'd heard from others. Quote, I hear from others who know her a lot better than I do, that many think she's not well positioned, Phillips said of Harris. She's not well prepared, doesn't have the right disposition and the right competencies to execute that office, unquote. Later, Phillips took to X to apologize to the vice president, saying that he, quote, shouldn't have referenced other people's opinions. I owe an apology. In The Atlantic, I shared kind words about VP Harris because that's been my personal experience, and I respect her. I shouldn't have referenced other people's opinions. I own that and apologize to her and everyone who's been affected by similar circumstances. Unquote Phillips, writing on X. Thank goodness it doesn't still have that limit on number of words. His apology comes after Phillips was questioned about his comments on CNN Newsnight. Quote, I did not articulate that distinctly. That was asked of me. Others have said that to the reporter in question. What I've said is when I've been around her, I've been impressed. She's been kind. She's been thoughtful and decent. But what I'm trying to explain to Americans, whether it's relative to the president's age or the standing of vice president amongst Americans, if Democrats wish to beat Donald Trump, if Democrats want to beat Donald Trump, this is not about protecting people. It's about protecting the principle of democracy. However, unquote. However, his comments and subsequent apology have not been received well on social media and allies of Harris. Top officials from Bali Airport, that's uh, in Bali, have issued apologies to the public following an extortion scandal. Last week, five officers from the Immigration posts at Bali Airport were arrested for taking money from tourists to use the fast-track queue upon arrival. During a stakeholder meeting, the head of the rail immigration office, Suhendra, addressed airport management teams on how to establish greater safeguards and systems to ensure that Bali Airport remains a corruption-free zone. All the major stakeholders were present for the conference, so Hendra shared his deepest apologies with the public, especially the Balinese people, for transiting the good name of the airport. He said, as the head of the immigration office, I would like to apologize to the public for this incident. We and the relevant stakeholders in this meeting agree to maintain the sterilization of the immigration area. Unquote. Calgary's police chief apologized to two teen brothers and their family this week, promising an independent review of the matter, following a decision to drop charges against them in connection to a gang-related fatal shooting last week. A 14-year-old Calgary boy faced charges of first-degree murder and attempted murder, while his 18-year-old brother was charged with accessory after the fact of murder. The, uh, Charges were stayed by prosecutors after social media video of the shooting emerged. These charges will have impacted these two young men and their family in very significant ways. And for that, I apologize unreservedly, said Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld. And Representative Daniel Goldman, Democrat of New York, apologized this week for his poor choice of words when he said former President Trump must be, quote, eliminated, unquote, to protect democracy. Quote, yesterday on TV, I mistakenly used the wrong word to express the importance for America that Donald Trump doesn't become president again. Goldman wrote on X, quote, while he must be defeated, I certainly wish no harm to him and do not condone political violence. Goldman continued, I apologize for the poor choice of words, Unquote. In an interview with former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, Goldman warned that Trump's rhetoric, quote, is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. It is just unquestionable at this point that this man not can, cannot see public office again. He's not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, and he has to be... He has to be eliminated, unquote Goldman, on MSNBC's Inside with Jen Psaki. It's not immediately clear what Goldman meant when using the word eliminated. And Psaki did not question the language. However, Goldman did receive subsequent backlash for his word choice. Hence the apology. Hence the apologies of the week copyrighted feature of this broadcast now news of the warm won't you soft listen
2: to the warm we can listen to the warm
0: ladies and gentlemen feel for Peru it has lost more than half of its glacier surface in the last 6 decades. 175 glaciers became extinct due to climate change between 2016 and 2020, that's according to Peruvian scientists from the state agency that studies glaciers. And really they should know. "In 58 years 56% of the glacial coverage recorded in 1962 has been lost." An official with Peru's National Institute of Research of Mountain Glaciers and Ecosystems. The factor that causes the greatest impact is the increase in the average global temperature, causing an accelerated retreat of glaciers, especially those in tropical areas, according to the director of glacier research in Peru. The South American country has more than a thousand square kilometers. 405 square miles of glacial coverage left. About 44% of what was recorded way back in 1962 when the first glacier inventory was carried out. There are some mountain ranges in Peru, says the government expert, where glaciers have almost disappeared. Namely, Chile, not Chile, Chile, which has lost 99% of its glacial surface since 1962. Chila is key because the first waters that give rise to the Amazon, the longest and mightiest river in the world, descend from that glacier. Not the retail Amazon, fortunately. Beatriz Fuente Alva, president of the uh, agency responsible for glaciers, in Perusa, the loss increases the risk for those living in low lying areas. This was the case in 1970 when a, hu- a huge sh- sheet of ice, huge sheet of ice, I say, from the snow-capped Huascaran in the northern Andes broke off after a almost 8.0 magnitude earthquake, falling on a lagoon and causing a mud avalanche that destroyed the city of Yungay and left more than 20,000 dead. And now news of our friend, the Adam deadline Nagoya, the Nagoya high court there in Japan this week, rejected a damages claim against the Japanese government for by evacuees who fled Fuk prefecture due to the meltdown at the Fuk nuclear plant in the lawsuit. Some 120 plaintiffs who evacuated to, uh, Three other prefectures, that's like, I guess, counties, demanded a total of $3.5 million from the government and Tokyo Electric Power, TEPCO, saying they were deprived, they the plaintiffs, of their peaceful lives because of the nuclear accident triggered by the Fouke huge earthquake and tsunami. The presiding judge held up or upheld a district court ruling that rejected the claim against the state, ordered only TEPCO to pay damages. The high court ordered the company to pay 89 plaintiffs, a total of $502,000. It excluded compensation already paid. The judge found the government was able to foresee a major tsunami by the end of 2002 based on a long-term seismic risk assessment released by the government that same year, but he determined that the meltdown could not have been prevented even if the government had ordered TEPCO to take safety measures. The judge ordered TEPCO to pay damages based on the Nuclear Damage Compensation Law. That stipulates that power companies bear compensation liability for damage caused by a nuclear accident, regardless of whether the accident resulted from negligence. Which leads to the question, do we have such a law? ladies and gentlemen that concludes this week's edition of the show back next week to begin our 40th anniversary probably just to experience it it and then move on as quickly as possible but uh, there will be a Le show next week and it will be the 40th anniversary and i invite you to uh, lift to glass and then put it down again the show comes from Sensory of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Changes Easy radio network our uh, thanks a tip of the show chapeau as usual to the San Diego desk to Pam Halstead and to Thomas Walsh at WWNO New Orleans for help with this program. The email address for this program. Guess you have any questions? Or comments? Really? The playlist of the music heard here on. And um, all sorts of other things to read, watch, listen to, experience. Every way but nasally, I would guess. All at harryshearer.com. And yes, every day I'm reviewing whether I still should be at x.com. Comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWN on or New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. So long from the Crescent City.